So it's important for people to stand out. It's a job to get a job. You don't want to try to fit yourself into a job that's not going to be the right fit for you. Do you want to be the absolute best candidate for a job you'll love in a career with balance? Veteran leadership career catalyst Jonathan Flax is teaming up with leading executive search professionals to provide you with cutting edge career transition strategies. Welcome to Career Transition Experts. And now here's your host, Jonathan Flax. Today we have an extremely special guest, very close to my heart. Michelle Vargas is our guest, a chief people officer and an expert in human resources. Back from her days in staffing at Manpower, she spent 10 years in staffing and since then has spent her career as a director, vice president, and then a C-level HR executive. So she's known the, the whole world of job hunting from the staffing side, from the HR executive and HR department side and the hiring management side. And she also was a client of mine and a candidate in a number of occasions where so she she also can share her experiences, what it's like to be on the candidate side. Welcome to the Career Transition Experts, Michelle. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. So with those three dimensions of point of view, what do you think a listener in this episode is going to get from our conversation that'll be most valuable if they stick around and listen? I guess just from a perspective of knowing all three areas of being a candidate, having worked in the recruiting side, and then also in an area where we, we are recruiting, but I'm not necessarily the one recruiting, but how we look at it from a corporation professional side, I think they'll get a lot of insight maybe on what that looks like from our perspective and then what they should be prepared to to know and how to do things so that they can be successful. Mm. Uh, that's really great. Some uh, insights, perspective, and what to do to be successful. Love it. Okay. Let's start with from your staffing experience. Okay. What are some insights from that stage of your career that a candidate should be thinking about? That bridge between their own preparation and working with a company is sometimes they've got an intermediary and a recruiter. Yeah. I mean, it's probably the same for any experience they go through in terms of looking for a job, right? Um, in the staffing world that I worked in, I was with Manpower. We were definitely looking at candidates from a different angle because it was, we tried to, we worked with multiple types of positions too. It wasn't all like high level roles. And so um, people coming in, we were just trying to make sure that they were going to be a good fit for our customer. And that's in a, a different way of looking at things because we are trying to fit them. We used to call it a, um, it's, it's like one of those funnels, right? Like we had all these people coming in and then we would funnel them into these particular customers, but we could take all these options of people. And it was, so it's important for people to stand out because you want to be able to show that you're better than the other people that are coming in to get a job and standing out means having them and this would apply to any job, but having yeah. a professional resume, making sure that you interview well, making sure that you dress appropriately, appropriately for whatever the position is you're trying to, to get. Um, if you're trying to get a production job, you don't have to get dressed up necessarily. But if you did, maybe that even makes you stand out more. So, I mean, every aspect of that process is important. And just thinking from a candidate perspective, 
what I do, what I say matters. And that's going to impact the recruiter's desire to put you, this represents us. We are, we have customers. And so we are trying to be representing ourselves in the most positive light. So we're only going to send people that we think are going to represent us well. So that's really important. Got it. And um, what's one thing in standing out? Like, obviously, everyone everyone knows they got to stand out and compete in this game. What is one thing in particular you, you remember seeing when you were in a recruiter seat that candidate when when a candidate was put forth when you were willing to let a candidate represent your recruiting firm it was because a candidate did x they put something in their resume or they did something in how they were like you said what you say matters well the resume matters but if it's just a piece of paper and they don't represent themselves well when they come in to meet with you because we meet with everybody we would have interviews with them we might put them through a, a assessment of some sort um, I would say that probably the most important thing that I would always look at is their inner, um, how they interact with you, their communication skills, how they present themselves in a conversation, uh, because that is what the customer is going to see as well. And of course, the key things have to be there. They have to have the skill sets. They have to have the experience that this customer specifically would need. But if they stand out in the interview by being more professional and just communicating better, having a positive attitude, they just resonate positivity, then those things are going to definitely make them somebody that you would want to to put in front of your customer, for sure. It's sort of easy to say the broad term communication. That's such a broad term. And yeah. conveying positivity, like say a little more about that um, from your experience as a candidate. How do you bring up po a positive energy? How do you bring positivity to an interview with a recruiter or a, d a decision maker? So I believe that if you come prepared and you have looked at a company that you've done your research, you've you've tried to connect with whatever that company does. That's to me like super important. It's important when I look at candidates, I want to see someone who's excited about my job in my company and that they've shown their interest by, oh, I, you know, they may see articles that have come out. They may see something we're doing different at that point in time. Um, they may talk about, oh, I see your CEO, blah, 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 did this, you know, recently. All those things show interest and enthusiasm for the job. And so if they come in and talk about those things and show that they've actually put some effort into it, then I'm definitely going to be much more interested in that candidate, someone who's willing to put the work in. And that's what I did. I mean, I was always trying to prepare. It was, it's a job to get a job. Like you do have to put work into it. It's not something you just show up, especially because a lot of people aren't unemployed for very, like for, they may not have been out of a job for years. And so they're going into something that they haven't done in a long time. And it's not, it's, you know, it's not like riding a bike. You just get right back on <laughs> You have to work at it. It's like working out. You have to actually build the muscle. You have to like practice anything that you try to do well. You have to practice it. And so it takes a lot of preparation. Mm, excellent. Yeah, you did very well with that. And here you are in a role you love. 
Talk a little bit about the role you're in and what did you learn as a candidate this time around that, uh, that translates and how does it translate to being in the company hiring decision role? Um, I mean, I think for me, the, the things I learned from actually your help, because I have worked with you twice now in getting a job and getting all those skill sets that I needed to improve on. Even though I've been a hiring per, a hiring manager and have done hiring as a recruiter, I still needed to have some help, right? And I think one of the things that really helped me was just understanding, first of all, every time you interview, you know, don't take it personally because it's not, it's not necessarily, it's not a personal thing. It's about the fit for this company and this role. And I think that's really hard sometimes because it is you and you're going to get you take it personally when you don't get a job, but it's really about, is this the right fit for me based on the role, the things that they need and the people that work there and the people you'll be working with? Cause you ultimately want to be successful. And this organization, for example, go engineer that I work with. I feel like it's a great fit for me. I feel like I work well with all the people, the values of the organization align with me the position is aligned with what I want to accomplish and where I'm going in my career. And so those things I think are really important. And that's something that I just, I think really learned through this process that that's most important. You don't want to try to fit yourself into a job. That's not going to be the right fit for you. Yeah. That's, that's really key. Really key. Anything else that you think is a through line from the different aspects of, of your experience as a recruiter, as a candidate, as a hiring manager at Go Engineer, that a candidate really must put some focus on uh, to be, you know, selected. Like it's really, as I often say, there's no second place prize. You really have to be the one that's chosen. So, what's what can you say about that? Um, again, I think preparation is key. Looking at um, what questions to ask are important as you go through the interview process. Let's dig into that for a moment. Okay. What are you seeing as some good questions you've heard or the approach to for a candidate to develop good questions? And what have been some doozies that, you know, maybe backfired on a candidate? Well, it's easy to say that things that I personally think are four questions. First interview, you know, maybe a first face-to-face -face interview or something that, so how much vacation do I get? I mean, just things that are just not really relevant to like, I am trying to connect to this job. I'm trying to understand what you need and how I can be successful here and what I can contribute. They were more just the questions about vacation, you know, um, what do you have in the lunch from? I don't know. Things like that just do not... Those are good questions to ask later on when you're very close to getting the job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but I think questions that really are impactful are, you know, what what are some things that you would like to see accomplished by this person in the next 60 to 90 days or in the next year? You know, what does that look like if this person's successful in your eyes? Or um, what are some things that um, you haven't, been doing that you would like to be doing in this to have this role doing in the future how is the business growing what is your focus for the next year like what are the things that are going to potentially change um 
things like that, I think are, are just questions that show an interest and understanding, like, how can I contribute? Where can I be the most impactful in this position? Excellent. Excellent. You may have already touched on it, but maybe there's another angle on this. We often ask on our program, the career transition experts, when we speak to recruiters, what's the dumbest thing you've seen smart, a smart person do? Well, actually, there's a couple I can bring up. One of them is using a cover letter and not changing the name on the on the cover letter. So just reusing a cover letter without updating it and actually having a different company name on there, mm. which shows somebody is just rushing through. They're not paying attention. Kind of doesn't want you make you want to look at them any further because it's like, well, you don't care enough to take the time to pay attention to things. Right. Yeah. And the other one is spelling errors in resumes because those happen a lot. And as a professional, you're trying to get a job. You've got to show that you are, are concerned about details that you look at things closely that you care about that kind of stuff. And I think letting those kind of things happen is just not professional. And it really would make you want to be like, eh, not sure. I want to talk to this person. Probably we should pass on them. I recently sent a friend to you that had a resume that was just really long, like just too many words. And I knew that you could help get that resume up to a, a level that would be acceptable for recruiters to even look at or for it to get through a system that may be spitting out people that, that doesn't like the words they see. Um, so the resume is critical. And and again, if you haven't been unemployed for years, I'm pretty positive your resume needs an update. And if you haven't been an, a resume writer, you don't know what is needed in order to make it successful. So it's really important to get help in those areas and use a professional that can can help you make sure you're, this is the first thing they see. So you want to make sure that it's perfect and it has everything that you need it to have in order to to show that you're the the candidate that they would want. Yeah. And he did not pay me to say that. So. <laughs> yeah, you said professional. Could be me, could be anyone else. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that, <laughs> and it's a really important point. I appreciate the way you phrased it and presented it. It is a first impression. It does make uh, have a big impact. And it does have to be right-sized, right-length. If it's uh, Most people make the mistake of putting in their entire history because that's mm-hmm. what they think a resume is when, in fact, it is a first impression calling card. Um well, these are really, really great insights. Anything else you want to share, either in general or specific, that would be of use? And, and then I have a few sort of personal personal questions as we wrap up. Um, yeah, so I think we talked about preparation. That's to me, is key. Making sure you, and even understanding, I mean, go on the website, look at the, the company, look at their values, look at what they're doing, look at their employee pictures or whatever they have. So that you can talk to those things. I looked at people's LinkedIn. Look at the people you're going to meet. Right. Read about what their history of their career looks like. What does it tell you about what's important to them? What what are their interests and who they're following and some of the things they write in their endorsements and recommendations? Uh, You can get a lot of clues about an interviewer from those pages, correct? Yes, it's really important. And I know that when I interviewed for my job, there was 
things that I connected with the executive team that I interviewed with that were based on me just doing my own research. And so I think that helped them to feel more comfortable with me because there was things that we were connected on and that, that does matter. I mean, it really does. Your skills get you to that level, to that point in an interview, but that connection of the people that you're going to work with is really important to that final decision that they make. Cool. Great. A little of getting to know you personally, Michelle, um, any uh, particular causes that are near and dear to your heart you'd like to share? So I, I do spend a lot of um, time doing service work for my church and, um, and also donating to them as well. Um, so that's one of my most important causes <laughs> um, is my, my religion. Um, I also like just causes that are focused on children and helping them. There's one like comfort cases that our company has been doing um, fundraisers for pennies by the inch or ones that these are ones that just helping children in some way, you know, in order to help them that they're, don't have a family or if they're having medical needs and things like that. So those are a couple of things that I focus on. Great. Great. And we chatted about this before. I'm going to ask if you have a favorite artist band or composer or, you know, as a musician, I like to ask people their musical interests. The one in particular you're uh, excited about recently. Well, okay. I told you, I don't really have, I don't listen to a lot of music, unfortunately. I used to. I used to be so into music. Well, then, what, what do you listen to? Well, I listen to podcasts mostly. Okay. Um, I, I don't know why, but especially when I'm driving, I like to hear words because it helps me to like stay awake and not fall asleep driving or whatever. Um, I, I do listen to podcasts when I work out in the morning as well. Those are my times that I can learn things. So I have some podcasts I listen to. There are a lot around health and fitness stuff like Resetter Podcast or Keto Camp. So those are a couple. Um, and then I listen to some like Disrupt Yourself by Whitney Johnson. So things that help me either in my career um, from a personal level and then also some religious ones that I like to listen to in the morning. Just gives me more information. I, it, I probably should listen to music more. I do like, I have to say, I make fun of my husband because we always listen to 80s music in the car, but I actually like 80s music because that's kind of my my time. Um, <laughs> and, I'll um, say amen to all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's been, yeah, go ahead, last thing. I was just going to say the Beatles is one of my favorite groups. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. As Phil Collins said to me personally when I wandered backstage <laughs> one day at a Genesis concert, them the boys. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful connecting with you and hearing your insights. Thanks for sharing them with our audience. Michelle, you're a star and, and I appreciate you very much. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Have a great day. You too. Bye for now. Yes. Thank you for listening to the Career Transition Experts. If you'd like to apply these insights to your career transition, why don't you schedule a free vision and strategy session where we'll look over your resume together, talk about your career goals, and talk about strategies to reaching them. There's no charge for the call, and you'll find it extremely insightful and valuable to you. Just click the link below in the show notes. I look forward to speaking with you soon.